Okay. So I'd like to discuss something the end of Pasha's told us before we begin by and that will be a large portion of the of tonight's share. <laughs> we thought we were finished to tell this. But <coughs> okay, so I want to discuss the last Pasuk and the fact that Ace of Barry Machalas took her Al Noshov. So, why does it say Al Noshov? What would happen if it didn't say Al Noshov? So, if it would say, Vayelach Ace of Yishmal. One might think that he took her instead of his wives, meaning that he divorced his wives and replaced them with machalas. And the reason why that would be the natural conclusion, the natural way to read, is because the last Pasuk said, Vayar of Kiva is Benoist Kanaan. The response to that would be to get away from the Benoist Kanaan. So if it would say, Vayar of Kiva is Benoist Kanaan, one might mistakenly think that it means instead of those benais kinah. So therefore it says al nashav. And that's what Chazal pointed out, Hosef, Rishal, Rish Asai, Shlagi, Rish Asai, That's what they read al nashav. But I think there's something more to this too. I think you can read this Pasuk, you can read this Pasuk and say that. Machalas is not Noshov. She is Al Noshov. And, and, and it's Mufurish, I'll explain what that means soon. But this is Mufurish in Paraklamid Vav. There it says, Paraklamid Vav Pasagalaf. Ela told us Esav, who Edoin? Esav Lokach as Noshov me Benois Kinoan. So, how could the Pasuk say he took Noshav and then talk about um, and then list the three, the third of which is Basmas, Bas So, I think the answer is Ace of Lokach is Noshav his Nashim were from Benais Kanaan. And also, in addition to his Nashim, who were from Benais Kanaan, he also took Basmas. That's why it's a separate Pasuk. What? Is that why it's a separate Pasuk? That's Basmas. Right, that's right. That's good. Yeah. <coughs> so the Pshat is like this. Meaning his wives, those who he considers the women that he wants to marry, those are the and those are Noshov. Those are the ones he ident- who, who he identifies and are identified as, as the wives of Esav, the ones who he should be married to. This one, even when he marries her, he's not considering her a Noshov. Isha, Ishtai. Well, definitely Isha. What? Mm-hmm. It says the Isha. Isha. The Isha? Yeah. It says the Isha. Right. But she is not his wife. That's not her identity. So in other words, looking at that Pasuk, like look at it the way that Pasuk phrases it. Esau took his wives from. By saying, by saying it that way, you're saying that the choice of who is appropriate to being his wife, the one who he wants to be his wife, is from. Right, you understand that? You, if you, there's two ways to say something. You could say Esau took women from Benoist Kanan as a wife. You say Esau took his wives 
from Benes Kanan. That means there's a preceding consideration of who is appropriate to be my wife, and his conclusion was she should be my wife. You don't, you know. <coughs> that's in the order of the Lakicha. Because that's the order of the Lakicha. What? That's the order of the Lakicha. Right. So what? So he just. So that's obviously in his, in his order when he took it shows that that's what he felt was at least at that point. More no, more but he could have changed his mind. He could have changed his mind. So I'm saying, okay, no, but he didn't change, change his mind. The fact that the Lakicha was done. If so, of course, it doesn't done. change that. I'm saying, but okay, it's so even that pasuk something else. Explaining the Lakicha, it's telling you. No, but it says it's Lakach of Nes Kanan. What about? What about Yibasmas? No, I'm saying in Paraglam Avav, Basmas wasn't from Nes Kanan. So how do you read the pasuk? So she's just doing a bit. Ace of Lakach has Lakach of Nes Kanan. These three women, and the third one is not a Kananis. This doesn't make sense. Pella. I mean, I should look at them first from that, and I remember. I, look, I did look a little bit, but. What? Yeah, well, yeah, Nasha. Yeah, loyally, Isha means. Of course, he took her as a wife. But she is not the person who is his wife, as in that's what her essence is. Hmm? We call it Ishtai. Right. He didn't take her as Ishtai. Right. You just read it. He didn't say that she is the one. You just read it as Ava as Nasha. In my clan, I thought the Badiyan and Khidiba thought about it. That's not, it's an independent sentence. Ace of Lakhon is much more than Ace Colon. Okay, so she is not Noshov, she is Al Noshov. That's the essence of this woman, is that she's Al Noshov. She's an addition to the main women. So even, it's not only reflecting that he didn't divorce the first ones, but it's reflecting the fact that she is not actually Noshov. She's really a, an addition, Be'etzim. That's how he related to her, and I'll explain. Because Be'emesim, we discussed the Be'chlal. The whole, the whole, whole story is, doesn't make any sense. Royce Be'nez Kinoan, so he should divorce his wives. If, if, what, does it mean, what does it mean to go and take another wife? How does that respond to, to the problem of Royce Be'nez Kinoan Be'eni Yitzhak Aviv? So we, dis- we said last time, we said that Esav, Vayelech Esav al Yishmoel, is an independent statement. Yishmael was that branch of the family who, whose mother was indeed sent away or divorced because she was a B'nai's Kenan, because she wasn't, because she was an Amma, she was a mitzvah, like the B'nai's Kenan or Arurim or Avodim. So she was the one who was divorced because of that. And there's this whole question in, in Parshas uh, Vayero, whether Yishmael is or not, Esav goes to Yishmael, meaning he identifies with Yishmael. Yitzchak here suggesting the Mahalach, Yitzchak comes around to the Mahalach of Rivka, to, to Rivka's belief that, that and Sarah's belief that um, matters who the mother is. So, so Esav, upon hearing that, he, he um, connects himself to Yishmael. Shemal, the one who is um, stands for that, the one who 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 can be part of the Yerusha of Avram, despite the fact that his mother is from is not is not a, is not from the family of Avram. So the Al Nashov then, so then we could read like this: He takes this woman Al Nashov because he's really t- what he's doing by taking her is saying that she is. He's taking her and saying, look. I can keep my first women, so it's not my first my first wife. So his ikashita was his wife should be these two first women, and then when that was challenged because Roy's benayz kanan, so he takes his last one by he makes a union with Yishmal. That's Aleph. 
the union with Ishmael is that I'm, identif- I'm identifying with the Ishmael side of the family, the one that does not believe Kiroiz Ben Eskenan Ben Yitzhakavim. And there, he takes this wife to mechazek that idea, to mechazek his identity with Ishmael. And this wife serves then as a chayson, as the one who allows him to keep his first wives. She's Al-Nashav. She's not being taken as a wife. Yeesav's shita about getting married was he's getting married at 40. He's not just, I'm looking for a new shidduch. Metamol. It's that he, he, because there's a challenge to his first wives, the challenge is that old challenge that Hagar was challenged with and the Ishmael was challenged with. Esav goes to Ishmael. He's identifying with that branch. And there he takes a wife to be mechazek, his shita about wives. Okay. So then she's Al-Nashav. Now, it, originally, in the end of Parak Chavav, um, Esau takes a wife by the name of Basmas. Ultimately, in Pashat Yishlach, she's called Ada. So just to review what we discussed there, we said that Basmas comes from Besamim. It's a nice name, like Keturah. And ultimately, she becomes Ada, which means removed, rejected. So we said then that Esau, by taking a woman by the name of Basmas from the Benes Kenan, like Keturah, the same name as Keturah, he's saying, he's affirming that he's going with the Keturah's Mahalach, or in the Hagah Mahalach, the Shita that Avram had the that it doesn't matter, that he can marry a mitzvah, he can have children for the mitzvah. So therefore he has a wife by the name of Basmas, like Keturah, because it's all about, it's all about the whole Machloikis, as it were, between Esau and now Yitzhak and Rivka and Yaakov on the other side is, whether Avram was right, Meikara, and he married Hagar, or, or you have to go like Sarah says, and there's a complete Chazara, and now it matters who the woman is, and that's how it has to be. So Esav goes and takes a wife by the name of Basmas, who's like Keturah. Fine. <coughs> then, Okay, so then this whole parsha is about Esav identifying with with um, with Keturah. Originally, it takes Basmas to be shaykh to to um, Yishmol and Keturah and that sheet of Avram. When that's challenged, he goes back to Yishmol, takes another wife. Okay, now there's a tzad to say, which we also mentioned then, Basmas originally the one who was originally called Basmas. Eventually, she's called Ada. Why is she called Ada? Because she gets rejected. Some say I think it's a medrash says that she was Mazana. So she was Ada, Esav rejected her because she was Mazana. And the support for that is in Periklamet Vav. In Periklamet Vav, two things change. We'll have to, hopefully we'll be able to unravel all the problems there. So many problems with the family of Esav. But there's two major changes in Periklamet Vav. First of all, Basmas, Bas Eloin, is called Ada Bas Eloin. And Machalas Bas Yishmol, the third wife of Esav, is called Basmas. Okay? So we'll get to that in a minute. But, there it says also, if you look in Pekalam Vav Pasuk, Tezayin, it lists Eila B'nei Oda. And then in Pasuk Yudzayin it says, Eila B'nei Basmas, Eishas Esav. And then in Pasuk Yudches, Ela Lufi Ahalivamo Bas Ano, Aishas Esav. So it says Aishas Esav on Basmas and Ahalivamo, and it does not say it on, on Ada. 
So I think there's a measure that says, okay, her name turned into Ada, she's rejected, she's no longer Aishas Esav. We'll get to Nashav in a second. We'll get back to that Nashav discussion in a second. So here, Adav is not called Aishas Esav, and Basas Basishmal is Dafka is called Aishas Esav. So now it's just a third, a, a different way one can speculate in the story of Esav, what happened over here. Lechat Esav is all about getting keturah. What he wants is a basmas. He wants a woman that he could call basmas, or that he could connect to, to Avram's shita and keturah, in relationship to, to keturah. Now, Ad, now th- then she became Ada. There was Ra'is Benayis Kena'an, and the wives didn't work out so well. She was Ada, she was rejected. Maybe she's no longer called Ashes Esav, as we find in Pekalam and Vav. Maybe she was Mizana, but she no longer has that same connection to Esav. He can no longer call her basmas. So he's indeed looking for a new shidduch. He's taka looking for a new shidduch because his first wife was Ada. So he had Nashov. He had two wives, and those are going to be his wives. But since that didn't work out, one of them is no longer called Ashes Esav. That's why we find him now looking for a shidduch in the end of the Pasha. Again, the key thing is like this. The key thing is, if Esav really cares about Rois ben Iskanan, if that's his whole motivation, then he has to divorce his wives. Marrying a new wife makes no sense. So I'm saying like this. Esav is looking for a new wife because his first basmas became Ada, which is about Rois ben Iskanan. He's taking a woman who by the name of basmas, which is Toivis ben Iskanan, which is like Keturah, which is a shita that you could have a Baskanan as a wife. She turns into Ada, which is uh, simultaneous with the Ra'is Ben Kenan, she's no longer Basmas. So Esav is looking for a new wife, but he understands now that the problem with his first wife, the reason why things didn't work out, is because she was not from Ben Kenan. So therefore, his next Basmas is going to be from Basi Shmol. Hence, we have Machalas turning into Basmas, because Esav's whole agenda here is to get a Basmas. In other words, it, identifying Basmas as Basamim with Keturah and Keturah. So his whole his whole, his whole um, project over here is to, is to find a woman like Tura. So he thinks he can do that from. Um, he thinks he can do that from the Benes Kanan, like Tura from the Benes Kanan. So he gets a basmas from that from from the Chiti. Then Rivka says, and the Benes Ches proved to be terrible. And indeed, that one turns into Ada, and she's no longer Ashes Esav. There's something between them. She didn't work out for him. She doesn't work out for him, so he's looking for a new wife to replace her. And he understands he has to replace her with a Napanais Kanan, therefore he replaces her with Basi Shmol. So according to this reading, Al Nashav means like this. Al Nashav means he had Nashim, those who he was identifying as Nashav, but something went wrong. They no longer were Nashav, because one of them, as you'll see in Pashas Vayishlach, is no longer called Ashes Esav, so he had to replace that one. He had to replace that one with another with another. Ashes Esav. So I'm not saying, I don't mean to say he divorced the first one. I mean, maybe he did, but that's not my point. My point is that Al Nashav, because his first Nashav were no longer Nashav, one of them is no longer called Ashes Esav, therefore he was looking for a Shadduch. And, and he understood that the Eitzah, the to get this Basmas that he's looking for, is to Dafka get her from, not from Benais Kanan. Okay? So that explains the, 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 the switch of the names, because Esav's pursuit, he's in pursuit of a Basmas. And here he, he's looking for the correct basmas, the proper basmas. Yes. So he's actually listening to what Rivka tells him? Right. Mm-hmm. Now, like, I'm saying before we were saying he, his home half is... To be chaylik. Right. Now he's yes. sort of... According to this, he's, he's understanding that there's a problem with Ada. Right. He understands that his first basmas is no basmas. That's exactly what he's understanding right now. And he still, he still wants to go with that first mahalat of Aram? Yeah. He's not marrying a... 
I mean, see, that's the thing. That's that he doesn't marry. No, he doesn't. He it's just somewhere in between because he doesn't marry a, a pure Benais Canaan, right? I mean, he marries from Yishmael. Okay, but then that's from Yishmael. Right now, he's exactly. Right. I'm saying, saying so now he he wants the. He's still looking for the Keturah, <coughs> but he's going to to the Mishpacha. Oh, so oh, you mean so? Why am I saying he's looking for the Keturah? Right. You mean why do I have to say that? Okay, right, fine. I get you. You're right. We could say that. You're right. We could say that Yishmael is purely from the family, even though it's only from the father, but it's nice from the family. And um, he's oh, looking for a Keturah in that sense. He's looking for someone who's not Masaka Keturahs, but fine. But he thought he could get it from Benais Kanaan and really has to get it. It has nothing to do with the. the with Keturah. Right. Then it has nothing to do with Keturah. Right. That's true. Then you're right. But the, the, original, the reason why she's called Bas Masachatrila is probably because he's looking for a Keturah in that sense, meaning not from, not from the family. Okay, but. What do you do with the We don't have a reason why we're changing her name. So, right, you mean Machalas. Yeah, because it's not about being right. like Basmas. Right, the only thing is, though, the only thing is Yishmael comes from Keturah. You see, that's what's very tricky over here. Yishmael is not from Benes Canaan, but his whole, whole. Yeah, he's not from Benes Canaan, from his father's side. But but in as much as the mother mar- matters, then he is a Shtikal Kanani. Yeah, he's a half Kanani. He's not Kanani, he's Mitzrayim. Okay, we say that, fine. That's not, not much better. It's not necessarily exactly the same. So, Lysikech Yishmael maybe doesn't apply to Mitzrayim? Maybe not. Mitzvah Gemara, Mitzvah Chom, Mustama they do. Okay, I hear, I hear. Fine, you're right, you're right. Rabbi Nachman says that the Chas V'Shalom, the Bnei Yaakov would marry would marry Kananiyos, but they married Mitzrayos. Who says that? Hamaniyos. He says that. Mitzrayos, he says. He says Mitzrayos, yeah. Yes, Mitzrayos also. Oh wow. Hamaniyos, Mayavios, Mitzrayos. You mean because of Or? Yeah. Or Kanan, so that's not Mitzrayos. Uh huh. Right. Or and Baruch can't stick, so maybe Mitzrayos is not so bad. Uh huh. Mitzrayos is not as bad, even though it's Chom. I right, know. I was wondering if Benayis. Well, it's interesting. He says Aru Kanan ever avodimir lachov. He doesn't say Aru Aru Cham. Right, of course. Yeah, yeah, Kanan. Yeah, yeah. I understand. I hear. I hear. It's I hear. That. Okay, so that's not so clear. So he's saying maybe, maybe, right, right, and and Yishmael also married and Yishmael married with Shreim. Yes. So maybe that's not as bad. Maybe that's not so bad. Okay. Okay, so that's not so clear. Fine. So, but Akapan, one second, Akapan, the one thing we could say is that her name became Basmas because she's replacing the first Basmas. That much we could say. Forget about the Keturah thing. The reason why Machlas is turned into Basmas is because the first Basmas turned into Ada, and that's why she was married now because she has to replace her. So, so he therefore, her just like therefore she gets that name, right? Or when she when she succeeds, then she gets the name. Just as, was, just as Avraham renamed Sarah. Yeah, but there was there was nothing really he wanted in from Basmas, was there? Basmas the first. The first one. <coughs> no point to this, not necessarily. What do you mean? We don't have to so say so that, right. why does he have to switch her name to say that she's now the new boss? Because that's what, that's what he was out to do. <laughs> that's, what he, that's why he married her. What? He wouldn't have married her otherwise. <laughs> no, but it's nothing to do with her name, boss. It's just the fact that he has uh, right. no the Right. There's another lady there. Where? Another wife. Yeah. The middle one. Yeah. Yeah. But he married two in the first place, right? Yeah, but he married two. Right. Like right, right, right. I mean, what happened to her? She's what not gonna. Her? She's I mean, if Rise Ben is Kanan, how come she's okay? Right. The whole logic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Logic no, that's true. That's a good point. Is that he's not, you know. No, no, no. What I'm trying to say. No, if the first Ben is Kanan is other, it should be applied to both of them. Right. If the first one goes off because she's a Ben is Kanan, so how come the second? How come the other yeah, one stayed alone? Yeah. Or rather, the second one, right? Right. Okay. It's a good few questions. Good, very strong questions. Fine. Right. Which one's the echo one, though? Which one's the echo one? The Basman. Why? Wasn't the first one? Just from from the Lashon Basman. Yeah, well, the other one was Yehudis, also a beautiful name. But but the Basmas is Keturah. Yeah, okay, Yehudis is yeah, even better. That's, that's my kashi. Yehudis is better than Keturah. Was that? I mean, not better. I don't know. That's, that's my kashi. 
Yeah, why is Yehudah's Yehudah's turned into Alivama, by the way, yeah, that we discussed. Why, why? No, because Yehudah's is Yudkevavke and Alivama means it's Alivama, it's a bummer. The oil is a bummer, it's like a bizarre. She was? She was? Oh, yeah? Oh, you, 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 you have that You have that already? Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 I always get confused over there. <laughs> okay. Oh, she was Bazana. Uh-huh. Okay, so, but yet she's still called Aisha Sesev. Okay, fine. She, was, uh, she is called Aisha Sesev. Fine. Okay, this is still what to work on for sure. Good. Now, I just want to explain like this. We discussed also at the end of Teldis, we discussed that Rivka expected Yaakov to listen to her. She told Yaakov, listen to me and run to Haran. And Yaakov said, I don't listen to you and not to father. Um, and, and my father has to tell me too. And we also discussed Rivka doesn't go and tell Yitzchak this is what um, Esau is, is dangerous to, to Yaakov because it's not about Rivka just stating that fact, it's about Rivka stating her opinion and her understanding of that. Now I just want to explain, it's, it's, it sounded a little bit complicated, but it's really very simple. What is this about? That Rivka is telling Yaakov, listen to me even if your father doesn't tell you to do it, like he did the first time, even though your father is not telling you to do that. What is that all about? It's a very simple matter. It's not about like, oh, just listen to me, don't listen to him, it's about the following. If Yitzchak's opinion about something, if Yitzchak has a certain opinion about something, something and Rivka has a different opinion, Rivka has an opinion that, say, that Esav is dangerous to Yaakov. Esav does pose a danger to Yaakov. What if Yitzchak does not have that opinion? So, should Yaakov listen to Rivka? So the answer is it depends. If an Isha, if an Isha's perspective adds something to the Isha's, such that the Ish, as great as he may be, might not know something that the Isha knows, then the Ish himself would say, well, I'll defer to the Isha. If she says that, then, then I'll, I'll respect her Bini Yisera. So this is, should be reminding us of Sarah says, and Avram says, doesn't want to listen to Sarah until he's told, no, that means there's something that the Isha has as an Isha, and specifically about knowing which son is can be which son poses a danger to the other son, just like Sarah recognizes that Rivka's saying, I also Rivka's repeating that and saying that the woman does have a certain perspective that the man cannot have. So even if your father would tell you the deity nira that you don't have to run away, but if I'm telling you that you do, you should know that the Isha does have something to add. And Yaakov, who now says. The, the Isha has some perspective that she might know something that the Isha doesn't know. And now when Yaakov says, no, why should I listen to you unless my father tells me the same thing? So basically Yaakov is saying there's no need. The Isha doesn't contribute anything. That the Isha, the Isha doesn't have anything unique that the Isha does not have. In which case the Isha is merely a tool. In which case, as we discussed, he might as well, now he's in danger of going and marrying a B'nai's Ches because he doesn't need a woman who's going to come with Ruach HaKodesh because he'll have his own Ruach HaKodesh and he doesn't need her unique Ruach HaKodesh perspective. God me man Ruach HaKodesh. Okay. Okay, that's Pashat and clear. Not so Pashat to you. Hmm? She gave it, her initial reasons to, to, to Yaakov is you're in danger. Right. The second reason, when she talks to her husband about it, she doesn't it the danger part. Correct. She, she gives a totally right. different reason. That's right, because she believed it's a danger, Yitzhak did not. No, but she's saying, and he agrees with her on, on that, on the second reason. Yeah. It's like, 
Yeah, he agrees with her on that, right? On the second visit. Correct. In other words, the, the men disagreed with her. He did disagree with her about the danger, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. So, so. Exactly. No, I'm just saying that the, the debate between what's this debate about when she told Yaakov, listen to me. She didn't tell him, ask your father and see if he agrees. She said, listen, go run. I'm afraid for your life. Right, and run. And don't ask daddy. Just go. Right. And he said, I'm not listening, but I don't listen to you. I have to hear what he says also. And then she says, I'm afraid he's going to marry Benayis Chais. So I explained that. Why was suddenly she afraid he's going to marry Benayis Because now he's rejecting his mother and he's not, he's not respecting his mother like he used to. And specifically, he's saying that my mother, as a mother, as a woman, has nothing to add that my father won't know. Like Sarah, basically he's rejecting that whole construct that Sarah might have known something about Yishmael, the, the danger that Yishmael poses to Yitzhak, that Avram didn't know. So it's the same thing happening again. It's whether the Isha can be Godlof from the Ish, Ruch HaKadosh. And in Afkamina is, should you get a woman who has Ruch HaKadosh? If she has something unique in terms of Ruch HaKadosh, then you have to marry a woman of Ruch HaKadosh. Otherwise, you just get a woman and have previous, and that's it. So why didn't he believe that? that what? Why didn't... Why didn't he believe her if, if we saw that that Sarah Taga had? Why didn't he know? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We were saying because now he's now he's with his father, so maybe he's. Uh, I mean, what have I? He knows that story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's. I'll talk about that afterwards if you want. We'll talk about that afterwards. Okay, new parsha. Okay. Pasukud vayetze Yaakov mebe'er shova vayelech harona Yaakov. Left Be'er Shava and went to Charan. So the Pashtas of the Pasuk is that they were in Be'er Shava. That's where they were living. So he left Be'er Shava and went towards Charan. But by mentioning that he left Be'er Shava, instead of saying something like, Vayelach Yaakov Padana Rom, by mentioning he left Be'er there's a point being made that not only is he going someplace, but that he's leaving someplace. So a simple reading of this passage would be that there were two there were two issues. One issue was that he can't be around. That was Rivka's first concern. And, Yitzhak, and, the, and the other issue, which Yitzhak agreed to, was that he has to be in Choran. So the Yitzhak and Be'er he did both. He left the place and he went to Choran. Additionally, additionally, there's a there's a there's an element of replacing. He's replacing his place of Beersheva and replacing that with Charan. Just merely traveling to Charan to get himself a wife, something like happened in Chayesara with the Evid of Avram, wouldn't necessarily is not called replacing this place with that place. He's only going there. He could be going there for a quick journey to pick up the Isha and come back. And that could have happened as far as. As far as Yitzchak's command to him, he could go and meet the Isha on the well, propose, and then bring her right back. But Vayetze Yaakov and Beshava, something more is going to happen. He's actually leaving Beshava, and that's going to be his, his Mokim, the place where he's living, is being replaced. Instead of Beshava, it's going to be Choram. And it, his mother said so. Maybe. Right, but I'm saying is besides for the fact that one re- reading is, and these might probably both true, one reading is that it's saying that his objective was twofold. And the second reading is that he's not only going someplace, he's actually leaving someplace because you'll see he's going to end up being there for a while. So the hence, not that his objective, but that's what's happening. Additionally, we said, we mentioned a few times, Chazal say he's leaving Be'er Sheva. There's this whole construct between Avram, of Avram and Yitzchak and how they relate to Sarah and Rivka and how they um, 
Kairi's bris with Avimelech on Be'er Shava, about Be'er Shava, and that's Avram's Be'er Shava, and that's Yitzhak's Be'er Shava, and Yaakov abandons that Be'er Shava, and he goes to another place. And we find the Be'er very prominent when he gets to Choron, the beginning of Perekhov Tess. Thank you. He goes to Atzim Nikedem, and there's the Be'er, and seven times it says Be'er, that's his Be'er Shava. So he's leaving in this Be'er and he's replacing Be'er with Choron. Vayivka Vamokon. He came upon the place. Bamokon means the place, or in a certain place, doesn't mean a place. The, the Bimokon would be a place. Came upon a place. Bamokon means a, a specific or a known or a certain place. So the Benezer says, because from the perspective of of Moshe Rabbeinu, as he puts it, it's a known place. But from the perspective of Yaakov, it wasn't a known place. It was just a random place. It was a, a, it was a, a Mokim, not the Mokim. Okay. So Vayivka, just a word on Vayivka. Vayivka ba Mokim. In the end of the parasha, Yaakov halach ladako, Vayivka uboi, malach elokim. So here you have Vayivka ba Mokim. And there you have Vayivka Uboi. The Pasha begins and ends with Vayivka. Here there are Malachim, Oilim, Vayyordim, and there also it's um, Malachi Elikim. Here he names the place Beis El, because it's a Beis Elikim. And there he names the place also Hashem, the Machane Elikim, names the Machanoim. Here there's an Evan, figures prominently. And there he, before that, he took an Evan by Yumei Matzeva. Okay, I'm just pointing that out. Bamokim, I don't know, I mean, I'm, I think the Pshad is maybe we'll have to talk about this more next week. But there's, it's an envelope, as it were, meaning <coughs> there's on his way out and on his way back. And there's something like it's folding onto itself. What? The particular place where he has to stop. We has to what? Zara was saying, say that he turned back because he has to, because because he, he has to go back and dive in another. Are place. you saying about Ba Mokon? He has to be to that place. Talking about the Ba? That's the Ba Mokon. Oh, okay. I was talking about no. I was talking right. Fine. Good. Yeah. It's very clear. I mean, it's very clear that there's a specific important place. Well, yeah, it's basically Kim. I don't understand what what you don't need a chazal for that. That that's why it's Bamakon. Why does he go? Why does it say that he? Saying even from his perspective was Bamakon. Okay. To be Bamakon. That's what they're saying. Chazal, right. it was right. 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 That's what they're reading. They're reading Bamakon. Fine. I hear. That's good. That's good. Good. The word Makim. So the word Makim figures very prominently here. Makim, six times in this parasha. Twelve, uh, I think twelve. If you can't, if you go through the whole parasha through the end of Vayetze. Veikra Yaakov la Makim ahu Machanoim is the last Makim. Okay, but here we have the Mokim, the Mokim, the Mokim. Vayolen Shom Kiboa Shomesh. Vayolen Shom Kiboa Shomesh. So I just want to put this into perspective. The sun set, so he has to stay overnight. That means, let's look at the alternative. The alternative would have been that the sun wouldn't set. That he would get there on the same day. So that reminds us of Avoy Hayoim Elo'oyin, when his fathers had to get a Shidduch from Choron. The Evid went, and there's a whole point about he got there on that day, and there's a point of the of the Mihiros, and we, one could have, one might have expected the same speed 
and possibly the same arriving on the same day that Yitzchak had, the Yitzchak <coughs> finding Yitzchak had, you could have had the same thing for Yaakov. But no, the sun sets. The sun sets and therefore he's, he stops. So this Pasuk, Lula, this Pasuk, one could have had, and he got there that day, and there was a Be'er, and there was Rachel, and everything went fine. But here, this slows everything down immensely. And he's, he's no longer in that, uh, in that speed. The speed comes along with the bracha, like we have in in Mazamihartalim Tzaybini, Hak Kehikra Hashem Alekech Lefonai, and the same thing in Perak of Dalid, Hak Reino Hashem Alekech Adoni Avram, Hak Reino Lefonai Hayoyim, Hayoyim, everything has to happen on that day. Now Yaakov is no longer speeding, even though he's he's going to get a wife to be Mechazak the bracha. Something changes in Boha Shamesh. The sun rises again, Vayizar Chaloi Hashemesh Kasha Avar Al Pnuel, I think the Gemara in Gira Nasha compares it to Pesukim. That here the sun sets on his way out and the sun rises on his way back. So again, that envelope construction, that there's something unfolding, the same thing, a symmetry between his departure and his return. Okay? The symmetry between the Pegiyah, between the Malachim, between the Mokim, between naming, between Basel too, and also, um, also that the sun sets here and the sun rises when he comes back. Okay, so let's talk about the stones. The Avonim are very prominent in the parasha. He takes an Evan. Now, he takes an Evan. Some read this as a stone from the stones of the place. Chazal. Okay, do I say it's many stones. What? First translation. What? Evan may Avni Hamokim? Yeah? Okay. Right. Okay. Now, this stone, though, that is serving as a pillow, ends up being a Matzeva. So it seems like it's quite a large stone, the stone that he used as a pillow. Again, we have in Perikhov Tess, there's this big stone that nobody could, that they need a bunch of uh, people to roll off, and Yaakov rolls it off. And again, we have in, in the end of the parasha, Perik Lam and Alf, Pasuk Mem, Hey, Yaakov, Evan, he takes a stone and throws it, sets it up as a matseva. All you guys collect avonim. So he makes a matseva and they make a gal. A matseva is one stone and a gal is a bunch of stones. So we have Yaakov taking a stone and all by himself setting it up. In both places, by the Be'er and by the Evan that Yaakov made as a matseva, both places, the Medrash says, Rebbe says it was Kishina Shal Tveria, like the cliff of Tveria, and it was, and by the well, I think he says it was like Pekak Kemaver Pekak Me'alachavis. So basically, I think both places he says something like that. Basically, there's this point that Yaakov is able to move stones, huge stones. He's very strong. He's able to move stones. So, just one word on that, which I hope will get, will get clarified as we go through this Pasha the Chalayim. But he dreams that he is in the base of Kim. So he dreams that he's sleeping in Hashem's house. That's the... at least one major import of his dream, that he is sleeping in Hashem's house. The stone that's Mirash Sov becomes a matzeva that he puts Shem and Al-Roy So the stone that supported his head is now going to be 
his stone that he used as a pillow is going to be a basilicim. That means he's, he's and, and the stone that his roish was on now has shemen on, on its roish. The point being that that Yaakov is, is, um, is making his bedroom, as it were, where he slept, as a base Elikim, which makes him like a Malach, which makes Yaakov like an Elikim. If he's sleeping in the base Elikim, and his pillow is, is a Matzeva, that means he's like a god. Which, for that reason, Chazal say, and the Malachim, the and Yodim Stakalamata, because his dream is the dream the dream is the is the point that he is sleeping in the base of Kim. That means that's his place. He is he is in the Shamayim or in, in the base of Kim, which means he's like an Alakim. So the Malachim were Miskanaboy, and they think, oh you're on the Kisya Kovid. But that means so that's the point of Yaakov's stone being so humongous, and Yaakov being this one who who can carry these huge stones. Because we know about the stones of the base of Lakim, the Pasuk in Malachim says, makes the point of the Avonim Gedolim, ten Amis, eight Amis. So the stones of the base of Lakim are very big. If someone's home is the base of Lakim, that means he's a base of Lakim, he's an Alakim, he's a god, so that means, or like a Malach, that means, so then he's, he can carry these big stones, because that's, that's, those are his dimensions. Hence we have Yaakov throwing around these huge base of Lakim sized stones in the Pasha. Okay, now one last point. So he's sleeping on the floor. So I had a question. Why is he sleeping on the floor with a stone? Pasuk says it was a city. Pasuk says, So if it's a city, why does he have to sleep out in the field with a stone as a pillow? Why isn't he checking to an inn? Tarot says like this, and then I found this in the Chizkuni. Look in Sefer Shaftim, in the beginning of Sefer Shaftim, and then I found the Chizkuni says this Tarot. He says a different Tarot. I forgot what it is, but he says this one too. Sefer Shaftim, Shaftim, Perak Aleph, Pasuk Chaf Beis. Sefer Shoftim Perak Aleph Chav Beis Vayalu Beis Yosef Gam Hein Beis El Vashem Imam Beis Yosef also went up. to Beis El and Hashem was with him. Vayasiru Beis Yosef Beis El they spied out Vashem Ha'ir Lefanim Luz. Okay, like we have Ulam Luz Vashem Ha'ir Levishayna. Vayiru Hashemim so they were spying. Vayiru Hashemim Ish Yotzim in Ha'ir. And the Shaimim that they had set up saw someone exiting the city. Show us how to get into the city. Show us the entrance to the city. So they couldn't get into the city because the entrance to the city was was a secret, was hidden. So they needed they needed to find someone who can show them who will betray his city and, I mean, not to say they shouldn't have done it, but, but who will give it away where the entrance is. So you know why Yaakov didn't sleep in the city of Luz? Because, because he couldn't get into the city of Luz. Okay? Now we have... Okay, we couldn't get into the city of Luz. But Bnei Yosef, Beis Yosef, eventually got in. How did they get in? Vashem Imam. Hashem was with them. That's like, Hine Anoichi Imach, 
and in Yeah So this again we have this thing still have to work out what the Vart is. But at this point Hashem is not yet Im Yaakov. So he's 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 locked out of the city, even though he's by a city of Luz, he can't get in. Hashem is not with him. Hashem promises him he will be with him. Eventually he will be with him. And that's the Skyim in this particular instance, because Hashem is in Beis Yosef, and they're able to get into the city and not sleep bedside. Okay, but the point is again, the point is just the last thing. Really, if Hashem is with him, Hikra Hashem he wouldn't the sun wouldn't have even set, he would have gotten there immediately, and he would have and he wouldn't be sleeping out of the field. There's something happening over here, all of a sudden Hashem is not with him. Things are not the bracha is not happening so quickly. Um, Sun sets. He's not there, and he's he's not inside the city. He's sleeping out in the field like a a beggar 